Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast. I'm your host, Kenneth Cotterell, and this morning show is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk everything from the day before, what happened in the betting scene, what happened as far as storylines went, and then we get into today, what games to monitor, what games are going to be on the slate that you should be tuning into, and we cap it all off with our best bets of the day. Before we get into today's episode, uh, I want to talk about two people, um, the first of which I forgot to mention yesterday um, was Guy Lafleur. He unfortunately passed away. Uh, He was the first 50-goal scorer in six straight seasons in the NHL. He's the all-time leading scorer in Montreal Canadiens history. He has five Stanley Cups, three Art Ross, and won the Conn Smythe Trophy along the way. But from everything that I read on social media, he was an even better man. So we're going to just take a moment of silence now for Guy Lafleur. All right. And with that, I also want to bring up the second individual is Miguel Cabrera. He had his 3,000th hit yesterday. We talked about the possibility of that yesterday on the show, and he was able to do so. Uh, congrats to Mikel, Miguel. He had an incredibly special career and he deserves a ton of praise for everything that he's done for the game. So with that, let's get into today's episode, which is sponsored by Bet99. For all our Canadian listeners, Bet99 offers you a sports welcome bonus when you join today using the promo code SHOOTERS. Bet99 will match your deposit up to 100% of $600. So Head over to Bet99 today to make your bets and use this show for your bets. And let's see if you can win some money. So always bet responsibly. Yesterday's bets, the Cubs juiced line definitely hit um, 21 to nothing. It looked like an NFL score, but (laughs) that's just how bad the Pirates are this year. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, I was dead wrong about the Nets. They lost yesterday to go down 3-0 to the Celtics. A lot of people talking about how they were the better team, and I felt like they they were, but this was a game that they had to have. Unfortunately, was wrong there. The Reds lost yesterday once again, so that was an unfortunate one. You know, Maul didn't pitch poorly. It's just the fact that when you score zero runs, uh, you're not going to win many baseball games, and by many, I mean any. And then the Mavs covered plus six yesterday. They did lose to Utah, but they covered that plus six. As far as the hedge lay goes, Tottenham 0-0 yesterday, tough result, one that they needed, and unfortunately they drew, so that's a tough one on the road at Brentford. We also saw the Texas Rangers lose, so that was a tough one on the slate. The under did hit in that game. It was another one that was talked about, so that was big. But then also Timberwolves money line. shout out to Rob, who gave us that pick. So with that, let's get into the daily four news dump, which is actually five today. We had to include an additional one just because 
the NBA playoffs are in full swing. And the first game yesterday was the Raptors. They were taking on the Philadelphia 76ers and they were plus two and a half. They stayed alive yesterday. They won 110 to 102. Pascal Siakam had a massive night with 34, eight and five. Gary Trent poured in 24 points as well. And then they got some help from Thaddeus Young off the bench with 13 and OG Ananobi had 11. As far as the Sixers go, Joel Embiid dealing with that thumb issue. He had 21 and eight. Harden finished with 22, nine and five and Tobias Harris was 15 and 11. The big storyline from that game yesterday was Joel Embiid at the end of the game, giving some uh, sarcastic clapping towards the officials. And then you saw in the back of Van Vliet giving it back to him. So this series is not over yet. It's three to one Philadelphia. They head back to Philly for game five. Let's see if they can close it out with a little bit of a hobbled Embiid with that thumb issue. Second one is the Dallas Mavericks and Utah Jazz. And Utah won a crucial game yesterday, 100 to 99. So they went under in that game. Also, the Raptors game went under by just a point. So that would have been a close one for a lot of folks. But Utah, they went under easily 100 to 99. Rudy Gobert, 17 and 15. Uh, he had eight shot attempts, which is almost more than he had taken in the entire series up to that point. But he had a good game, including the alley-oop down the stretch from Donovan Mitchell for them to take the lead and ultimately win the game. Donovan Mitchell had 23, 6, and 7. And then Jordan Clarkson finally showed up. He had 25 points off the bench. He was the sixth man of the year last year, and he was able to figure it out yesterday. Luka Doncic did return. Uh, he played well. Lots of step-back jumpers when he should have been driving, but that's a story for another day. He had 30, 10, and 4 on the day. And Jalen Brunson had 23, 5, and 3. He's continuing to play his way into a massive contract come the summertime. Third game on the slate was... Boston taking on Brooklyn. We're on Brooklyn minus two and a half. Didn't matter. They lost outright. So Boston wins the under hit. And then they certainly covered the plus four as well. And this is where my rant of the day comes into play. Um, a lot of people throw around the term superstar and they throw it around very casually. There's only six to eight superstars in the NBA at any given time. And Kevin Durant has been the one that was talked about heading into this series but Boston has one of their own. I think it's time that we start considering Jason Tatum a superstar. And as I said, it's a loose term, but when you make the East Finals in your career, you're consistently an all-star. You hit big shots, not only in the regular season, but he's hit a lot in the playoffs as well in his young career. Last night, he had 39-6-5 on the road in Brooklyn. That's a game where you're putting them away going up 3-0, and he was able to do so. He plays both ends of the floor. He's getting better at getting his teammates involved. This isn't just a good year or two. He's been good for quite a few years now, and he's hitting his prime. I think he's a superstar. I think we start recognizing it as a superstar. And you go to say names like De Donovan Mitchell or Devin Booker, stop it. They're stars. They're not super yet. Jason Tatum has been super in his career so far, and I think it's start time we start putting him in that superstar category. But as I said, Boston wins yesterday. Brooklyn goes down 3-0. Steve Nash on the hot seat. Let's see if they can actually win game four so they don't get swept. They're just going to try and win that game for pride more than anything else because this series appears to be all but over. Third game, or the final game on the slate was Minnesota taking on Memphis. They were three-point underdogs. Minnesota wins outright. 119 to 118 so they went over in the game Carl Anthony Towns he iced the game with some free throws late 
he finished with 33 and 14 after a very tough game three. So that was huge for him and for this Minnesota team to stay alive in this best of seven. Edwards had 24. Beverly was 17. McLaughlin was 16. All around team effort, but led by their superstar, Carl Anthony Towns. Desmond Bain had 34 for Memphis. Dylan Brooks had 24. And Jaw even had 11, 15, and 8, but just wasn't enough. The guy who didn't show up for that Memphis team, Jaron Jackson Jr., the guy that's supposed to be their number two there, he finished with just seven and six. So let's see what he can do moving forward. He's going to need to play a lot better if he's going to be considered that guy in Memphis. And then just a quick shout out Zurich Classic. We're a big PGA fans here. We got the player hat on today, local company here in Saskatchewan that promotes golf. Xander and Cantley, we talked about him yesterday. They extended their lead to five shots. They were like plus 120 yesterday. I didn't even look at what they were at today because it's all but over. They shot 12 under yesterday in this fun team format on the PGA Tour. It's all but over. I mean, if they go minus six or better today, they're going to win it easily. So there's no point in really betting on the PGA today. There's not a lot of value there. So I would roll with Xander and Cantley. But with that, let's head over to the game lines to monitor today. We've got quite a few. We got one from uh, four different leagues here. First one we're starting with is NHL, and it's Detroit, New Jersey. Detroit got slapped yesterday. I'm a Red Wings fan. Uh, haven't watched over the last little bit here. Once they missed the playoffs, it was all but over. But 7-2 to two yesterday, they had Grice in between the pipes. They had on the road now today to take on New Jersey. They might roll with Nadelkovich today. I think they will. But New Jersey's rolling with Hammond, so I think this has potential upset here. Just monitor it to confirm that those are the two goalies going. If New Jersey does have the starter in, then I would fade it altogether. But if you get Nadelkovich taken on the backup, this is a good bounce back spot for Detroit late in the year. Neither team really playing for anything. So monitor that Detroit and New Jersey game. When I'm talking about MLB, we're heading back to Cincinnati and St. Louis. And I'm not saying bet this game. I got burned yesterday, hoping that the Reds could uh, right the ship after losing 11 straight, and they could not. But they're at home once again. The Cardinals are minus 150. It looks like they have Wainwright going, and the Reds have Lodolo. This is one where I'm monitoring it because I think if the Reds go up a couple early, the odds will fade uh, more towards them, and we might be able to get the Cardinals at plus money early on. And that's what I'd be looking at because the Reds don't look like they're going to be winning many baseball games this year. When we're talking about NBA. It's that Miami-Atlanta game. Just due to injury distinctions, you've got Kyle Lowry. He's a game-time decision. So is Bam, but he's going to play. Lowry's the one that you're more so concerned about. you got Clint Capella as a game-time decision as well. So just keep an eye out. See if either of those guys are going. If Capella's going, line might fade more towards even. If Lowry goes, then we might see the heat move more towards minus three. Just monitor it. Bet it accordingly. Bet responsibly, as we always say. And the last one is that Liverpool and Everton game. This is the Merseyside Derby. It's one of the more exciting ones that you get every year on the EPL schedule. So Liverpool are at home. They're four points back of Manchester City. They do have a game in hand, though. This is going to be a very tight finish in the EPL. It's a two-horse race down the stretch. We saw Man City take care of business. Liverpool has to do the same. If they can get within one point, it's all about slipping up down the stretch here. So they don't want to do that, especially at home. They're coming off a 4-0 win over Manchester United last weekend. They looked phenomenal in that game. So let's just see. With these Derby games being close, we could see an upset here. Or 
even just a draw, which would be demoralizing for this Liverpool team. They're minus 650 today, and the draw is plus 575. So I'm monitoring this one just to see what it looks like at halftime. If at halftime you're sitting at 0-0, maybe a 1-1 scoreline, I might lean more towards throwing Liverpool in a parlay to get it done, or even a draw just depending on how I think the flow of the game is going. Um, Worse odds compared to, like, if you're going draw, I mean, it's probably going to be close to plus 300, but that's still, I would rather do that than they get blown out early on and then your card is dead. So that's one to keep an eye on. When we're talking about big games on the slate today, Boston and Tampa is a big one in baseball. Um, The AL East is probably the deepest division in the major leagues this year. They're currently sitting third and fourth in the standings in that division, but both these teams could be playoff teams. So this is a fun one early on. You got Rich Hill going. You got Shane McCallahan. Um, Overall, I think it's just an interesting matchup. They've split so far. We had Tampa the other day. They lost, and Tampa won yesterday. So let's see who's able to pull out this series. It's only at seven and a half for the over-under, which is relatively low. So I think it's going to be a bit higher scoring than that. I might be taking the over just on my own bets, but that's one to keep an eye on. And it's just a fun game to watch. You always love those divisional games, even early on in the baseball season. NHL-wise, you've got Tampa and Florida, two absolute wagons heading into the playoffs. you got Vasilevsky for Tampa. You've got Spencer Knight for Florida. They're anticipating a high-scoring game. We talked about a high-scoring one the other day of Edmonton and Colorado, and they delivered. We could have another one of those today. It's over under 6.5. It's minus 125 to go over. So I think they're banking on the fact that Knight's the backup, so Tampa's going to score plenty. But Florida's also the better team as far as the regular season goes, so they might put some past Vasilevsky as well. Florida's going to be the one seed, but you could see them face Tampa in this playoff run. So this will be a good telltale sign of where these teams are heading into the playoffs. And then NBA playoffs wise, there's two that you want to keep an eye on. You want to keep an eye on Miami, Atlanta, um, and you want to keep an eye on Phoenix, New Orleans. The reason that I say that is because both of these series are relatively still in doubt. Milwaukee's up two to one, but you're not concerned about them losing to Chicago, even without Middleton. You're not concerned about Golden State. They've already got the 3-0 lead. They might sweep today. But when you're talking about Miami-Atlanta, with that Lowry injury, if he doesn't play, Atlanta could even it up, and suddenly it's a best of three. Phoenix and New Orleans, same thing. Phoenix got a great output from their three guys, Bridges and Aiton and Chris Paul. We could see this one potentially go longer than people are thinking. Um, It took a huge effort just to win by three, so maybe New Orleans is able to do something. But with that, we get to the point that we're all here for. It's the betting side of things. We're a betting show. Always bet responsibly. Head over to Bet99. Use promo code SHOOTERS when you do if you're Canadian. Bet US if you're American. Uh, Great folks over there as well. But the competitive lay of the day, it's always a three-team parlay. We've had a couple of tough days, but we've also made a little bit of money here and there on some of the other lines that we've been monitoring. As far as the competitive lay goes, they're usually around the 500 to 600-odd range. Uh, This one's plus 546 today. So let's start with Milwaukee and Chicago. I like them to go over 218.5. Chicago just put up 81 points. It was probably their worst performance of the season as far as offense goes. 
Levine and DeRozan only combined for 26 points. Now, I don't have any doubt that Milwaukee's going to be able to score. Uh, that Chicago defense is not great. No Lonzo Ball. They don't have a lot of other defenders on this team. So I like them to score plenty of points. And I just like Chicago to have a bounce back day. I think DeRozan's going to go over 35 points. I think Levine's going to score 25 plus. I think this is a game that they realize, hey, if we get this, then we have a chance. And they won't be too demoralized after losing by 30. They know that they have to go in and take care of business today. It's a veteran team. They've got some veteran guys there led by DeRozan. So I like this one to go over. I think it's going to be in the 117 to 112 range. I didn't love the spread. Um, Milwaukee winning by 30 puts a little bit of doubt of whether Chicago could cover that. But I do think the over is my lock for that game. When we talk about the second one, it's the Nuggets plus four and a half today, taking on Golden State. I may be hopeful on this one just because I really don't want the Nuggets to get swept. I know what the narrative is going to be if they get swept, which is, well, Embiid won and Jokic didn't, so Embiid's the MVP, even though it's a regular season award and everyone seems to forget that. But I think in this game, they realize that it's do or die. I don't think that they're going to have enough to win the game, but I think it's going to come down to the wire. Jokic is going to be brilliant today. He had 36 and 18 last game, so this series is not an indictment on his play. It's an indictment on the rest of the roster. But I think they do just enough today to keep it close. I like this one to be in that 112 to 109 range. I think that it's going to be tight all the way to the end. I hope that they win, but I think Golden State closes it out today in a very tight game. So I'm taking the points with the Nuggets. And then the last one that I'm rolling with, we're heading over to the ice. I like Carolina and the Islanders over five and a half. It's minus 120 on bet 99. It's mostly because... Varlamov's in net for the Islanders. He hasn't been great this year. Uh, not many Islanders have been great this year, but Carolina's rolling with Ranta today. So they don't have Freddie Anderson. You're going to the backup. This is a game that Carolina doesn't necessarily need. So I think they'll have enough firepower to put some past Varlamov. And then I think in return, the Islanders, I actually think they're going to win outright today. I think it's going to be in that four to two, four to three type range, but I like the over here today. Um, over five and a half is always sketchy because obviously Vegas is seeing this more so in the three to two range, but I think that there's enough scoring in this game on either side for them to go over in this one. Then we always have our alt play, alt lay play if rain delay or no play. And this is always if it gets postponed, if you're delayed, whatever it is. Um, we don't have any of those today just based off of no MLB, but we still want to put one out there and that's an MLB play of Dodgers minus 145 versus the Padres. This is rolling with Clayton Kershaw coming off one of the best pitching performances of his career, at least in the regular season. Had he not been pulled, he might have actually been able to go and get that elusive perfect game, but Dave Roberts decided otherwise. So I like the way that Kershaw is playing. I think he's going to do it once again today. And so that's the one that I'm rolling with. Now, we always have the fans play of the day. That is the hedge fans lay of the day. That is our final one. And we're going basketball heavy once again with an NHL play at the end. These are all plays that guys like heading into today. The first one is that Bucks minus four. As I said, I don't love it. However, the fans love it. So roll with the Bucks minus four against the Bulls. If they win today, you go up three to one heading back to Milwaukee. Could see this one closed out in five despite no Middleton. Then you've got the Heat minus two today versus the Hawks. People have faith that the Heat are going to go up three to one. They think Atlanta got that one game. 
and then they're going to go home and close it out in five. The one seed taken on the eight. I wasn't so sure about that one, so I stayed away. But the fans love it, so roll with the Heat minus two. And then you've got the Wild money line taking on Nashville. This will be a fun game. Uh, you've got a couple of solid hockey teams matching up. And I like the Wild money line today as well. So those odds on that parlay are plus 555. The fans lay has been closer to hitting than the competitive lay so far through two episodes. So let's see if we can get a clean sweep today. Let's go out, make some money. As I said, those lays, you can bet them straight up. You can bet them together, whatever you decide you want to do. Uh, the best odds are obviously in the parlay with more risk, of course. So I appreciate everyone that tuned into the live show today. Uh, let's go out. Let's have a great Sunday, make some money, and we will see you guys tomorrow morning for the competitive.